Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics. Only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution. Radio! The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Welcome to Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love and universal consciousness, with your host, Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Together, we transform the world. And now, here are your hosts, Janet Kira and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Welcome to the Ancient Humans radio program. It is I, Gavin McCall, and this is episode number 105. It is May 13th, 2018. Hello to you, whomever, wherever, whenever you are in time and space, somewhere in the universe, the underverse, the oververse, maybe the reverse, definitely the perverse, whatever is clever, in your neck of the cosmological scalar woods. I hope you are safe and comfortable and near people and things you love. Thank you for sharing your Sunday with me. And for the next two hours, we'll cross oceans of time in our imaginary caravan of ancient mysteries and rediscoveries. Tonight's show, we'll be discussing manpower. And with me, I have... The Toxic Avenger. Hi. And he has anger issues. 
I have anger issues. That's what I've learned. So, yeah. But you work hard, right? I try. You know, I try, I guess. I don't get the free government money like people think natives get. You know? What are you saying? You're a native? Yeah, heck yeah. I got the I got the pedigree papers and everything signed, documented, dated by a notary public. Radical. I know. It's uh, very few people uh, in this country have them. So, people that say they're, oh, I'm Cherokee or Blackfoot, they are more than likely not an enrolled member. Should I get my papers? Can you get them? I don't know. What does that mean? Well, you'd have to, uh, you'd have to, everything needs to be traced back to the Dawes Rolls back in like 1855-ish. Oh, man, I don't have that kind of time. No, they they do it for you. Like, if you could prove that you're related to somebody that was on these Dawes Rolls, you can uh, either get in through uh, Lac de Descent for the French Canadians or uh, Line of Descent or Lineage. Or you have to have a blood quantum, depending upon what the federal government told this nation, state, known as the Indian Reservation. Hmm. It, it, dep- it just varies. Like they can, uh, the uh, there was some tribes down there, and uh, one of them got uh, recognized in the state of Texas, and uh, they terminated them like ten years ago. They just said, "Oh, nobody's an Indian anymore. Shut you down." So, no status <laughs> for them. Yeah. <laughs> no more Indians. We're all done with no. the Indians. Yeah, nope, sorry. Get out of here. That's terrible. That's totally racist. Uh, I'm offended. I'm triggered. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, don't trigger me. But no, uh, I have to work because there is no government. Some Indians get uh, natives, get uh, the casino per capita distributions. So are you a laborer? I'm a truck driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, last week I drove 4,150-some miles, so... So, as a toxic Avenger, what's your, like, daily routine like? Just, you know, running around spreading mirth. That's right. Yeah, that's basically what I do. Um, I deal with, you know, I laugh at the road rage people, um, and, uh, I, uh, I don't give in to people that want to bully me. Because I uh, actually have a small understanding of math and physics. So you want to come rolling up in your your little Audi car. And you want to get into my my bubble. I'm not going to get and I'm not going to like uh, bow down to the Audi. So I have a dash camera that if they want to turn into me, they can ask. The judge can ask them, why did you do that? Why do, do you live in Marin? Do you, do you like live like right where I grew up? Marin County. <laughs> yeah. Do you live in Mill Valley? <laughs> my hometown. County? No, I don't. Because um, it's you're describing the exact attitude you have to have around there. Yeah. It's like when in Rome, just everyone just drive like you know a total jerk and just drive right into people because everyone is like does you know everyone has money apparently they think everybody I, has money. I did have a bank account at the First National Bank of Marin, and then I think it went to, uh, I think Seafirst Boston bought our Seattle, some bank out of Seattle bought them, and they, uh, I lost interest in them. So, you're so from do you, the Mer- 
Huh? Yeah, I'm from Mill Valley. I'm from Marin County, oh, wow. and yeah, and then I I kind of as I got older, got to my preteens, to my teens, and then finally my adulthood. I was the you know I kept moving north on Highway 101, so I ended up being oh, wow. in Santa Rosa, the city that actually got like something like a good what was it 40 to 60 percent of it was burned mysteriously Ooh. last year or the year before or something. Remember that? Oh yeah yeah yeah. The, uh, yeah, I was the, there. The death like, lasers. Yes, the death lasers. Now that hit like about a mile from my neighborhood. I, I don't. Oh, wow. I'm not sure it, but it vaporized everything, but the trees. Just the like that. Just like when Elijah's God spoke, and starting in Kings chapter 18, New Old Testament. He's like, "Yeah, man, just hey, you guys knock it off. My God will speak, and it fried everything." Well, I gotta tell you, like, uh. Man, right before we left, I mean, there's. I wrote a, an article that had, uh, and I never saved it. I wish I did. It was golden. It had 20 reasons why to leave California, mm-hmm. but one of them was that we were in kind of like a uh, church triangle, oh. and uh, you know, it's like we're we're people of faith. We just have our own ideas about the church. You know, we the church kind of offends us in how they are. We don't think that they help. <laughs> We don't think that they help as much people as that that they that they should, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So, anyways, that didn't really work out for us because it was like Rosemary's Baby. All sure. of a sudden, because imagine every day on the hour, three churches ringing their bells at the same time. Yeah, and you're surrounded by it, so you're constantly being accosted by this acoustic. I mean, the bells are beautiful; they are, but yeah. I mean. Sometimes you're just like, what are they doing? Like, because it just made you feel weird. But it was very beautiful. It's a very beautiful area. And the where I lived was right by this massive tree that was right in the middle of the street called Magawan. And I pray that I haven't actually seen pictures, but I pray it's still there because from what I can tell, everything else was vaporized, right? Even people's marble uh, uh, kitchen tops. <laughs> yeah. Something that would take a lot of heat, or something. Something ain't right about this deal. Uh, and the, but half of a car completely melted, the other half fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I wonder weird. what did that. Well, I, I'm sure there's some explanation. You know, like the passport they found of Muhammad Atta, you know, coming through that burning flame of whatever. Oh, here's a smoking gun. It was him. We found his passport on the ground. Yeah. I'm sure so, there's something. Huh? so have you been following the news, like what Obama's been doing with this whole like uh, China business, like getting the ZTE oh. thing? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Good. Wow. Lucky for you. Because if you would have uh, said, if you would have said, yeah, I would have kicked you off the show immediately. Oh, for being informed and enlightened. We don't allow <laughs> that. <laughs> you listen to what I say and nothing else. Knowledge filtration. I don't want yeah. you knowing anything on my show. Yeah, unless it comes out of your mouth. <laughs> okay, skip. Yeah. That, this is great. Crashing my own show is great because I get to skip articles. I'm like, well, if you don't know anything about this, I'm not going to talk about it. All right. Well, no, so I, I, you, I don't know, but I really don't. Well, what? Me, I guess. Uh, well, you know, there's volcanoes all around the world, right? Yeah. They go off, so whatever. People kind of. Uh, we got Wyoming. They got the uh, they got the uh, Yellowstone caldera. I think it is. That, I mean, if that yeah. thing goes off, no, no bueno. Not good. So there's like, 
I guess they say there's 17 fissures in Hawaii's Kilauea volcano that are opening, uh-huh. like the 17th one. Oh. So, you know, they're kind of like, going, what does this mean? Why? <laughs> Can't they dig up a prophecy that that can correlate with even a quadrain or something? <laughs> something. Yeah, like a uh, Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Yeah. Yeah, Nostradamus was like, okay, we got um, okay. In the future, Hawaii will have seventeen fissures open, spewing molten hot lava out on the residents and the and the livestock. So I love it when. People, okay, they're like, okay, we want you to imagine how dangerous this could be if the uh, volcano does explode. If it does, or imagine this. It could be that boulders as big as refrigerators could be tossed a half mile and ash plumes could soar as high as 20,000 feet and spread over 12. Yeah, right, dude, that never happens. I don't believe that. Actually, it happens all the time. <laughs> happens all the time. You know, and so yeah, yeah, expect that. But um you know, we should also be measuring how much of a, of which gases, deadly gases are coming out. No. Why not? No. Isn't that fun? Well, that's climate control or climate uh, it'll it'll change the climate that all that CO two coming out. Shh, just let it happen. Just let it happen. Man, isn't that happened to that one town, uh, Pompeii? I think something weird like that happened. I don't remember. Well, we know that we know. I mean, I mean, I think we know. We think we know. What do we know? But they told us the Earth speeds up and slows down every time there's an earthquake, a massive earthquake. Really? Like, I mean, a big mat. I mean, like super earthquake. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bombs. Well, I mean. They, the, how we know this is because of the uh, GPS system. The, oh. the atomic clocks in the GPS system tells us that the Earth's uh, sped up or slowed down or something like that. Somebody vet wow. me. Somebody vet me. <laughs> Do my work for me. I've actually seen the parts of an atomic clock, cesium clock. Pretty pretty interesting. Not the cesium. Oh, so the, you uh, think you're better than me because you saw no. the inside of a... Okay. i just seen the parts that they didn't use. Sorry, I, I was getting angry. Yeah. I have anger issues. Yeah, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need counseling. You need to talk to somebody. That's uh, why I have this show. I'm yeah. venting. Oh, you are? Uh, Well, you know, okay, I got one for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Could Earth's trajectory... Uh, <laughs> trajectory? <laughs> Could Earth's trajectory be altered by the massive gravity of Jupiter and Venus? Could be, maybe. If they were real and not paintings. <laughs> if they were real and not just paintings. The you Voyager not, mission. I told you not to talk about that, man. You, the damn. Voyager mission had a camera crew following it because you could see it you know, going around uh, was it Europa and stuff. And, and there, there, there was a camera crew right behind it. You've seen that picture? Okay. Or is that Viking? Not the one that's from your old stomping grounds, but the uh, <sighs> the space probe. What do you did? You did you read that article with Dustin that's put four thousand dollars worth of crap from Hobby Lobby into the shopping cart, got it stuck, and tipped it over in the parking lot of Hobby Lobby and got arrested? Wow! 
Yeah, I sent you a link to it there earlier. Oh, oh, I stumbled oh. upon that. Yeah, he uh, actually that's four thousand dollars that Hobby Lobby in his plan. He uh, he what do you call it? He uh, that was four thousand dollars less that they'd have to spend on Persian rugs and magic carpets for the uh, <laughs> Iran Iran scrimmage that's coming up. Okay, so what are we doing about that? Oh, I don't know. He's got that. He's got this neck on him though. It's pretty amazing. This Dustin character that somehow stuck four thousand dollars worth of crap from Hobby Lobby into a shopping cart, and he got it stuck in the snow and tipped it over. But he left his wallet in the cart, and the cops found it and went to his house and arrested him. Oh, that's sweet, sweet justice. I know. <laughs> I've never darkened the door of a Hobby Lobby. I have seen their ads, their weekly flyers, and there's just nothing in there for me. So, Well, I did that article on the show last week about the guy who owns Hobby Lobby. Yeah. You know, you know doing, the, doing the whole, you know, buy. I mean, it's, I mean you could be innocent, right? Having. Yeah. Having stolen cuneiform tablets? <laughs> no, they were replicas. <laughs> I mean, anybody could make them. Anybody could, like, make replicas, which I wouldn't even care. They're just as cool to me. If I had a replica, I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, yeah. this is awesome. But if somebody was just, like, making it up, like, actually making them, then I would piss me off. I'd be like, wait, you mean these aren't from Samaria? I mean, these aren't, like, legitimate cl- copies. These aren't legitimate <laughs> fakes. What are you telling me? Our authorized prints. These are originals. <laughs> Get this crap out of here. I could go to jail for this. Yeah, we could go to jail for having originals. Give me some fakes. <laughs> no, it's not like that. He didn't know. He didn't know. So, uh, you know, when we talk about stuff like back to like the whole thing about, I know, I, I, I like to go scary. Let's be scary on Mother's yeah. Day. Jupiter and Saturn affecting Earth's orbit, okay? Mm-hmm. So you got all these, these guys going, ah, don't listen to them. They have no scientific or physical evidence. So why is anybody talking about this stuff, you know? Um, but they can tell, scary. well, they can tell by like things going on on Earth. They can tell like, by samples of uranium and zircon, um, they do radiocarbon dating, and the, and they can tell like there's, you know, been some funny business, right? Yeah. So they got they're looking around the solar system. They're going, "Who did this? Who did this? Jupiter? It was you, wasn't it? You know, that's how they are right now. <laughs> they got anger issues, right? So like Jupiter, uh, uh, climate. You know, they're like, okay, climate, um, uh. Wait, what does it say here? Climate cycles associated with the impact on our planet of Jupiter and Venus and major changes occur every 400,000. What are they saying? For every 400,000 years? What is this? Okay, they just confused me. I like the Planet X thing. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, she was supposed to roll by, I think, November 22nd of uh, 2014, but it didn't. Or 2015, it didn't. So... I think they moved it up. That's pretty scary. Planet X coming. You know, 10 times what? the size of the... Yeah, this big planet. <laughs> Whatever. It's in, or- it's in a rogue orbit. Okay, what does that mean? It just does what it wants. It doesn't follow anything of any kind of thing. And it comes around like every 2,600 years. Well... And tears shit up. 
So that's why I was like just fear mongering just now about Jupiter or Saturn or Venus or whatever, because like they're saying, oh, no, it can move us off our course. What does that mean? Like we're going to go flying out into space all of a sudden. Oh, out of all in a different solar system. Like, like, you're, wait, you're going to scare us now? We've been, you know, supposedly in this stable orbit for millions of years, and now it's all of a sudden going to unravel? Great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. All Great. because of uh, the pollution with the uh, vehicles and the cars. And oh, the yeah, fracking. it's our fault. It's, it's our fault. Oh, we're going to yeah. get on that. Thank you for bringing that up. We're going to get on the, the whole people are bad thing, the misanthropy. Yeah. Did I say that right? Misanthropy? I don't know. <laughs> Misanthropism? People who hate people? Humans who oh, hate yeah. humans? Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's on like Donkey Kong. So uh, another scary thing. Ooh. Now, this is, I mean, there's thousands of these. Sorry, if I'm telling you about one, assume there's a thousand of them. Asteroid mm-hmm. possible. <laughs> Asteroid possibly longer than football field. We'll soon have a near-Earth encounter. This They call it the Lost Asteroid, named 2010 WC9. It was first this, de- yes. yes, it was first detected in November 30, 2010. What have you heard about this very, very scary, it's, very, very it, scary it, thing? It's going to do a, a, do, a, do a number six on the uh, Yucatan, and it's going to fall down to Earth, and it might destroy dinosaurs. Again? Yeah. But not just, you know, they're not alive. They're in museums. It's going to take them out. It's going to take out the already dead dinosaurs? Yes. Yes, I've been... Yes. This is what I've always wanted. I'm all for Armageddon. I think that'd just be, you know, because I haven't really had much uh, entertainment in a while. And I think I think the whole Armageddon scenario would... Uh, you know, would, uh, there dead. are a lot of people going, oh, you know, the whole... There's like, you, basically, you, there's a banner you can get probably that says the end is nigh and you could just like wave it in the air when you're ready to get on the soapbox. But, uh, uh, so there was an article I did want to read about these people saying, okay, that's it. The end is coming. Like, you know, like you haven't heard many people, many, many people say this, like, Oh, the end is coming on this day or, you know, whatever. But, uh, Maybe the sign that the end is coming is when we start trying to get off the Earth because, yes, NASA is actually sending a helicopter to Mars. Oh. Yes. Wow. Um, it's being – it's going to be tested. It hasn't uh, been launched yet, but um, it will uh, It will demonstrate the viability of travel above the Martian surface with a heavier than – than aircraft heavier than air craft okay rotor craft it's heavier than air is what they're saying um duh uh (laughs) yeah so it wouldn't be a lighter than air obviously it wouldn't be a dirigible wouldn't be the Hindenburg. well hopefully it won't be like there won't be no like uh you know marines on it or seals on it you know because you never know might crash Things might be, there might be some people, some bad hombres out there in space. We don't know. It looks, I don't know. I'm looking at this picture of it, and it's like looks like a little cube with four legs, a tail, propeller. It looks very simple. Wow. I this don't know. I mean, of, this is all coming out of Jack Parsons' laboratory. <laughs> JPL, my friend. Yeah. 
They got uh, really it's, good food. It's just there. under four pounds, though. That's kind of cool. Oh, okay. And I'm looking at animations of it. It's pretty neat. All right. Well, so maybe that's the the uh, sign of the end. That we're trying to the the elite though they're going to leave us behind, right? Yeah, yeah. The common folk. Yeah. Yeah. But there is hope. You know, I was talking to uh, my co-producer yesterday about who would survive. You know, the the worst po- case scenarios we could imagine. We actually, in our hearts, believe that there's many people, indigenous folks, just folks. When I say indigenous. Folks that are just while while the world tries to modernize them, they stay in tune with the earth, and they and their ways and their culture does not change much, even though modernization has tried to alter them. Those people are going to survive, and there's you know that's what I believe. I believe even if a tidal wave a mile high sweeps across the earth, those people will probably live. I'm hoping to be raptured myself. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm betting on. You like want to become raptor. a raptor? No, you want raptured. to turn into a, a, a <laughs> dinosaur? Sweet raptor Jesus. You can call me that if you want. Yeah, I'll be sweet raptor Jesus in my next life. I'm sure you've seen the memes on. Oh, Pinterest. I'm sure. I'm sure you just offended many of the listeners. It's possible, man. Were you there? Were you there? Yeah. 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 So you think the end of the world is coming, and uh, like like John the Baptist was screaming, "Repent now, for the day of the Lord is near." No, I don't know. Was... Uh, oh. No, I kind of dig the whole. Well, I, I'm kind of scared of saying it. I'm afraid of when... the thought police. The thought police are after me, man. They're gonna get me, man. They're They'll sending. Take you to... They'll take you to the NICE Center, was it? They had a place where you went for reprogramming. It was called, like, the NICE Center, but it wasn't NICE. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this book that this guy wrote, 1984. I haven't read it since I was, like, nine or ten. I didn't really read it. I was just going, oh, yeah, this, this guy's kind of whacked out. Orwell? Orwellian? Yeah, yes. That guy? Yes. They had thought police back then. Oh, well, we we have them now. You know, Facebook's hiring thought police for its platform. For its, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it, 20,000 at least? twenty to 40,000 people that they want to censor uh, other people on Facebook, you know? Oh. Us, uh, us people that have Confederate flags... You know, yeah, they got pictures of guns in their Facebook posts. It's heritage, it's not hate. It's heritage, <laughs> not hate. Yeah, you know, we wouldn't even had that, that Second Amendment if it wasn't for that one dude, Patrick Henry. Well, you know, disarming the public is is disarming everybody. It doesn't matter. It's funny when people people can't do math. I mean, you're good at math. No. Right? Aren't you? I'm good with percentages. When I see 20% come, just, off, I'll tell you what. Like just come off. on, pretend. Pretend like you're okay, good at yeah. math. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, like, is it there, like, I mean, uh, maybe let me pretend not to be good at math then. 
But like, if you're gonna have like make a debate about this this versus that, right? Like, uh, if it's an apples and an oranges type of comparison, it's obvious. This is apples; these are oranges. But aren't all people apples? Aren't all people like apples? And we just have like green apples, red apples, brown apples, crapples, crapples, road apples. <laughs> Road apples. So, you you know, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> what I think is going on myself, you know, just kind of like looking at the world and what's going on is there's a, there's a, a massive polarization going on with our, uh, with our people that are so-called enlightened, uh, enlightened and uh, politically. You got like 49% of the people think that they should prop Hillary up in there and then you got the, within them, you got the Obama people and they hate Trump. And then you get like maybe like 49 percent of the people like Trump. And we had a very similar situation with the uh, rollout of uh, W, you know, where there was some controversy with the election. We had hanging chads. And then all of a sudden, a um, bunch of guys jumped off of camels, came over here, learned to fly jumbo jets with precision and took out four buildings in New York City with two airplanes, and all of a sudden, the whole country was united against, let's smoke them out, let's get them herbs. And uh, all of a sudden, there was a great thing that happened, that we all united together for the agenda. So that's In our hatred. I mean. Yeah, yeah, hatred switched from hating the, uh, the uh, they weren't called snowflakes back then, but those people, or the uh, right-wing constrict. Christian conservative gun nuts. You know, there's this massive amount of hate between the two of them, and this is going on now. So uh, maybe look look forward to a, you know, a, another lifestyle changing event. Woo! Yeah. But this one, you can't you can't pull that same bag of tricks. You'll have to come up with something different, with something scarier, more scary. So it'll probably be like rogue nations against United States, and we'll uh, we'll go over there. We'll hire some contractors, and we'll take care of business. Hey, man, you've been hearing about what's been going on in Venezuela? No, not good. I don't know. They have such beautiful women there, though. <sighs> oh, I don't know what the gonna get me in trouble, man. You're gonna get me in trouble. Wow, but, uh, just a fact. <laughs> But there's thousands of Venezuelans are pouring into Colombia, reported by Blacklisted News. Um, we've been kind of following this a little bit. I mean, haven't they been suffering because of a food, massive food shortage? <laughs> yeah. So, um... Uh, I don't know who's running the show there now, but... Uh... Hugo Chavez did provide energy assistance for Native Americans on reservations uh, for a while. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're still doing that, but in the uh, they own Sibco and its refineries and brand naming and the stores branding of the Sibco gas stations here in this country. But uh, they, they they did help out natives with their uh, expensive uh, heating costs. So this this exodus that's occurring in Venezuela, it's causing the uh, a whole bunch of uh, emergency 
hospital visits, mostly traffic collision related. And because uh, people are just getting out of Dodge. And that's kind of that's kind of what's been going on. You know, um, you're not really yeah. seeing it mentioned in the mainstream. If you can catch the mainstream, you know, and certain certain alternative uh, news channels, we should be aware as we watch them. We should be careful because they'll start to p- still parrot some things that other stations are saying instead of being their own. I mean, it's easy for it to happen to anybody. It's easy for me to just – I could be reading an article, and I've had it happen to me on the air where I'll be reading an article. And because I, if I skimmed over it earlier, then I missed the part where it was uh, you know, some liberal writer – writing the article as if it was from a conservative perspective and then they switch around with the on the mid article they have to do these like uh, shysta type journalistic you know moves to be to get their their uh total lies out <laughs> you know they they have to give you they have to take the truth and parasitically implant their bad idea inside of it and say look eat this Eat this meat yeah, pie. Yeah, like, like that one gal, she said something that there was like 5 million homeless people in this country back in like 1978. And then she finally admitted that she lied. But she felt just so strongly about the actual like 200,000 people that were homeless that she had to jack the number up. Yeah, that's not fair. But, you know, yeah, yeah well, you know, my, my uh, late rest in peace grandfather... Um, was a professor in statistics at Pepperdine and uh, I have a copy of his book and he told me that it's all fake and after reading you know his life's work on the subject I realized you know that anybody can really you, you can use statistics to make certain certain like you know obviously in democracy statistics matter mm-hmm. because you know you have to have a, a what counts as a majority is different depending on what court you're in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the court of public opinion, the, the legal court. People's court. People's, you know, Supreme Court. Judge and Judy. Ju- ju- <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, uh, here's, a, here's, a, here's a story here um, from Support Free Thought. So thousands of Americans die each year from opioid overdoses. Um, this is what the DEA has found. Um, and so, you know, the DEA is giving us the information. This, the, uh, they're the ones that have the data. And th- so they tell us what they know about the crime and the, uh, the drug-related information that they get, right? So they give this to the public so that they can show us what that, you know, that they're doing their job protecting us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the DEA knowingly gives addicts and drug dealers licenses to prescribe opioids. They actually feel the epidemic. So they're the ones that actually have the, the ability to control those numbers. I mean, at any time they can say, well, we can. We can stop this, but this, so, but they're doing it. The uh, 
tribes in Minnesota, I don't know how many are, are wrapped up in a class action lawsuit suing the actual drug manufacturers for the opioid problems that they have. And they were actually, they have a legal standing now. And it all goes back to uh, Georgia, no, back down there, not Georgia, I was thinking Georgia versus McIntyre, but down there in uh, Mississippi, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians um, sued the uh, Dollar General store because they, uh, they, they needed some land, they wanted some land, and, and the natives were like, okay, you know, you can lease this property as long as you help us and get, you know, provide jobs for us. Well, the manager of the Dollar General store was a, uh, was a, uh, I don't know, he molesting this kid that worked there. He was under eighteen and stuff, and molesting him and stuff. And uh, they uh, went to court, and Dollar General was all like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna beat this. We're gonna beat this." Well, somebody didn't show up that one day, that day for court, and that was the uh, judge uh, Scalia, Anthony Scalia. Well, he didn't show up because he was dead. So they actually oh. got it. Uh, they actually won that case, so that gave the tribes the legal authority to enter into a courtroom for these various corporations for uh, for damages. So that's going to go on. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm sure the lawyers are going to get rich like everything else. But the uh, yeah, it's a big problem. But the uh, the drugs didn't just show up. You know, it was in mass quantities. They they got them going on the prescription drugs and. Then the, um, for some reason, this heroin comes from Afghanistan. But for some Native reason, Ameri- yeah, Native Americans don't have ships or airplanes, so it shows up somehow. It shows up here. It shows up in Detroit, and uh, but yeah. So then the uh, everybody switched over to heroin because I guess you can get high for about five dollars on on the heroin. Then we had massive amounts of fentanyl deaths and uh, people dying they were dropping like flies so and a lot of times you don't hear about things they, they say oh he died in his home they leave the part out with you know he died with a spike in his arm so yes yeah, so you're saying about the opioids being a problem and the dea actually telling us this yeah and uh and there's all kinds of there's all kinds of facts we know from information that's been given to us like i could just give you a few real quickly here like one dentist, for example, admitted to helping an outlaw motorcycle gang manufacture methamphetamines in the early um, 2000s, which resulted in two years of jail time. This is what a DEA document said. He had previously been caught with meth several times and admitted to a history of substance abuse, alcohol, marijuana, meth, and cocaine. And there was a, um, another doctor was caught distributing cocaine in 1981, but he wasn't prosecuted because he cooperated with authorities. Another DEA document shows he was arrested again in 2001 with cocaine and two prescription drugs, an opioid and a minor tranquilizer, and pleaded guilty to related charges in 2003. Um, and here, here's another fact. This is all from DEA documents. More than 760 people of the then 1.4 million registered with the DEA were potentially ineligible for licenses because the Social Security Administration reported them as dead. They did not have state-level permission to prescribe or distribute controlled substances or were incarcerated for felony offenses related to controlled substances. Um, um, 700 Social Security numbers in the DEA's database were registered to multiple names or variations of names which could be a risk indicator of potential fraud. That's another note. 
Um, and another 42,000 entries in the DEA's database listed an employee's identification number rather than a social security number, which is what the, uh, was found, which makes it more difficult to conduct uh, background checks and prevent fraudulent identities. <laughs> wow. This is a DEA license to prescribe, uh, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, Schedule 2 narcotics. And it's not, it's not, I mean, Hollywood's making movies about it, man. I mean, CIA, the CIA is the reason why we have these drugs and how we get them into this country from Afghanistan and from um, Cuba and different places, you know? Um, so, I mean, come on. It's... It's Hollywood isn't that smart. They're not that original. They have to rip off. <laughs> they have to to make their movies. They have to rip off real stories to make anything interesting because they can't come up with anything imaginative. They have to rip off the underworld. Terrible. Deep state. <laughs> Is that their battle cry? No, I just <laughs> well, that's my soul pee. <laughs> I sis deep state. Antifa! Obama! So you're saying there are possibly some nefarious activities going on in this world. Oh yeah, I'm going full on nut. Alex Jones nut on this one, man. Fuck! Geraldo Rivera was out in the fields of Afghanistan asking the soldiers what they were doing. They were guarding the poppy fields. Oh yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you think of a better system, though? I can't. I think it's pretty decent. Well, we need to do. We need to be making friends and not enemies. So, I mean, we should be. I mean, come on, man. If that stuff grows good there, let's just be honest about what we're doing and not try to act like. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, the civilians aren't allowed to have this stuff, but we're the ones giving it to them. <sighs> I mean, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, but they're so dumb. I mean, you gotta love America. You could be smart or you can be incredibly dumb here. It doesn't matter. Because it's like the majority of people are so dumb, they like believe it's totally cool. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. In their own neighborhoods, they're seeing their friends' lives being torn apart mm-hmm. and, and human trafficking, uh, drug trafficking, and it's all coming from people just dropping the ball or just letting it happen. Yeah, Amer- it should be our new slogan. America, where even a dummy can make it here. Yeah. And everybody, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'd am i stay away from heroin just for the people that I know that are dead. But people, people do it. I don't know. It's really weird. Every person, and I haven't been able to talk to many. Maybe the less than I can count one hand. The few people that I've talked to that are heroin addicts, only maybe one of them has has been able to maintain a life and and get away from it. Mm -hmm. Everyone else um, is gone. And when I try to talk to them, just as as counsel, there's nothing in all – everything that I I think I know, I can't understand them. I can't understand the choice to do that. I just don't get it. They continue to do it. Dancing with Mr. Brownstone? <laughs> That's what he used to say. I think that he's been dancing with Mr. Brownstone. We'd see somebody yeah. like a friend, see a, somebody we knew in jail 
completely, completely like again, seen them in like five years, but they completely changed their looks. And I'd be like, ah, I think they're dancing with Mr. Brownstone. Yeah, it's almost become uh, the gallows humor to to me, I guess. I mean, because I, I, I can't do anything about it. I really can't. I could get up in my little soapbox and go, heroin's bad, okay? In lighter news, Europe, Europeans say the greatest threats are immigration and terrorism. Yep, the majority of Europeans say the greatest threat to their nation is immigration and terrorism. That's according to a new YouGov poll. Citizens, okay. yep. citizens of Great Britain, France, and Spain said terrorism was the greatest threat to their country's security, while citizens of Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Greece, and Italy said the greatest threat was immigration. Obviously, they haven't heard about Jupiter uh, and Saturn's orbits. They need to listen to the show, man. They need to stay informed with the gatekeepers of information. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to any other show. We know what's going on. (laughs) That's right. That's right, folks. Oh, we got to come up with uh, CIA connections. Or I I got a phone call from a guy I know in military intelligence, and he told me this. Sorry. Don't give away our secrets. I don't know. I think you're right down next. You're you're kind of right next to Pensacola, aren't you? Oh yeah, man. Gulf Breeze. I live in Gulf Breeze. The Gulf. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm broadcasting out of Foley, Alabama. But um, Gulf Breeze is where I usually broadcast out of every Sunday. So, um, yeah, you know, we have the whole Gulf Breeze UFO. We actually have, you know, air bases here and. Lots of activity. The Blue Angels are from here. Um, I work in Perdido Key out in the sun every day, and I get to be witness to um, an air show every single day. I get to see military craft, all kinds of unmarked military craft that fly under the radar all the time. I mean, there's lots of activity here, uh, and it's beautiful. The beaches are beautiful, and people are out here having fun. Um and when you think when you think it get you know during tourist uh, tourism season you know like it is now there's lots of tourists out here there's just as many people from here out there too you know oh wow yeah I mean it's just amazing and uh, but yeah we we are known for the UFOs no kidding and I've heard stories about bald lightning and things like that occurring like. Uh, I've had a friend who's been struck by ball lightning a couple times. It's come into his house and it's moved through his house, and yeah, yeah. real, you know, like a, literally a ball of lightning, like mo- coming down the hallway at you, you know, that kind of stuff. Like an orb. Yeah, and then going up. Like one time, he said it, it came through this house and it exit. It went up. He had like one of these twenty foot tall ceilings, and it exited a window. Um, you know, it ele- it just went up into the air and, and exited a window, you know, or something like that, and just stuff like that. And so, which who knows what that is? I mean, I like to think that that can that's some kind of uh, geomantic, like a uh, like a um, ionization, you know. Well, I'd hope it's just a poltergeist and not something that we created as a military thing. You know what we have out here, which I don't think people realize, we have silent lightning 
We have lightning that does not accompany itself with thunder. This is I'm dead serious about this. I'm not making this up. We have um, like today we got hit with a thunderstorm right before the show, and it came and went. It it dropped some water on us. The typical uh, southern weather where it's raining one moment and then it's you know back to dry the next. But in Gulf Breeze, on several occasions, we've witnessed lightning come down into our yard and make absolutely no sound whatsoever wow silent lightning and because we're thinking how can something that looks so bright and terrifying be only so many feet away from us and make no sound we've been listening to thunder all night we hear the clapping in the distance miles away so why would it be able to come down into our yard because it actually the lightning has struck plants in our backyard it it literally will bypass a tree we have a couple trees in our backyard the lightning will strike the ground next to the tree they uh they have a place up there in clam lake wisconsin um that's clam lake the navy has it and uh, people around that area say in the middle of winter time that uh they will see lightning and everything coming out of this place and uh they uh, they use that place to to uh talk the submarines they say because there's so much iron ore there and that it, it has a direct connectivity conductivity with the uh, earth's crust which they say is made out of a uh, iron so it's, it's kind of like a little uh i don't know like a megaphone for the earth and that they, they do communicate with submarines all over the world on six watts but yet they have uh that i know of they have three b16 cummins uh diesel engines generators to uh for their six watts, what they need. I think they could go with solar if that was the uh, real deal, but I think they're pumping out a little bit more wattage in their cottage than six watts. But, uh, yeah, the people up in Clam Lake, if there's anybody call, anybody up in Clam Lake, Wisconsin, can call in. But, yeah, maybe there's something like that going on because you do have kind of a naval presence up there, don't you? Oh, yeah, we have the Naval Air Station right here. If somebody wants to call in, it's 850-677-3759, 850-677-3759, or you can use the Skype Skunk Hunt. That's S-K-U-N-K-H-U-N-T. That's S-K-U-N-K-H-U-N-T if you want to call into the show. The topic tonight is manpower. We're going to be coming up to a break here at six minutes. Obviously, we've only been talking about us and being total know, fools. Expressing our own egos and knowledge. <laughs> yeah, trying to be the head monkey. Who are you calling a monkey? Orangutan. Anyways, but you're listening to Revolution Radio, the most listener-supported radio station on the internet. If you go to revolution.radio and you clicky-clicky around, you'll find there's a funding section. Go in there. And uh, how can I say this more sexy? We need your donations. Mm -hmm. So we can put on great shows like this and all the other shows that we have on the network. You're listening to Studio A, and this is... The Toxic Avenger with I, Gavin McCall. And uh, so I wanted to talk about how men and women can work together and build awesome stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Like if we work together, we can do so much awesome stuff because we have skills that like fit together and make a complete unit. Like when we're separated, we don't really work very well alone. Mm-hmm. But when we actually get together in groups, 
when you get men and women together and we like put our heads together, we could build things like the pyramids. I mean, yeah. in theory, right? I mean, we always have great, uh, great uh, teams like you know, like Ahab and Jezebel. You got the mm-hmm. old, uh, you got the male, the sacred male energy and the sacred female energy coming together. The old phallus and the chalice makes for the flag of Israel, I guess. Whoa, whoa, man! This is this is supposed to be rated PG, bro. Oh, it's not I supposed to be any of that sensual that. stuff. <laughs> we can't be. We can't be having. I mean, we have to let the uh, the the listeners. Uh, you know, we you know we have to warn them when we're going to be talking hanky panky. By the yeah, way, I, that's how everything procreates. I pretty should, much. Uh, just be careful when I. I use my theater, the mind skills, or care for a lack of. What do you got, the Shaft movie playing in the background? Yeah, baby. Shaft. Yeah. Get over here for some manpower. It's the hour for manpower. No, you know, it is Mother's Day, and um, some of the listeners. some of the pe- people that listen to the show, we, they're they're studying Gnostic, the Gnostic revivalist movement. That's what I call them. It's just people yeah. that are into the the Dead Sea Scrolls and studying the Gnostics, the people that were around when the uh, King of Kings was uh, throwing himself up on the cross. You know. Oh yeah. Well, allegedly, supposedly, somewhere once ago said. That there was an entity, a feminine entity called man. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I, do you know man? Yeah. My my brother Olive is probably listening, and he knows about he knows what I'm talking about. I believe this is mentioned in the Dead Sea Scrolls. By the way, I believe he got his own show. I need him to send me info so I could post and boast his show on my show because he comes on to my show a lot. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, we could do that next hour. I mean, we got three minutes before we hear some other kind of porno music start playing. Station. Station message coming up in three minutes. Or or that one by the the Triple D. She's like... (laughs) That's my favorite one. Oh, yes. Send me your money. Yes, it... ah. It is important. (laughs) I have a platform that uh, different ideas can be expressed. If you want to continue this call, please enter your credit card number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we will drop some sensual knowledge on your brain, fool. What do you think this was? I pity the fool. Mr. T was an amazing guy. The he kids, was- Howard. The kids. There's kids listening, Howard. <laughs> he was in, he had a really Mr. T had this really nice place in the northwest suburbs of Chicago and he he uh for tactical reasons I'm sure he he chopped like all the trees down and mm-hmm. his like McMansion and the the whole neighborhood is mad because he but he liked it. He he went out there and chopped it down with an axe, I guess. And uh, respect. That's manpower right there. Mr. T, oh, it's Master T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I call him Master T. I don't think he did too well fighting Rocky, though, if I remember correctly. That was a movie, man. That wasn't real. 
Rocky, Rocky, I'll give you a hint. Rocky wins this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we haven't heard much out of Sylvester Stallone's mother, speaking of Mother's Day. I wonder if she's still around. Oh, man. We're, we're mood swinging now. We're going yeah. from... <laughs> okay, so music's going to play. And we're going to take a little break here. I hope I can hear the music when it starts playing, but it doesn't matter. As soon as it rolls over to, you know, four minutes before the hour, I'm just going to kill the mic. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about, is N.K. Osiris? This is an interesting article I found. We're getting old now. Yeah. Okay, y'all, that's the music. I can't hear it. Oh, no, there it is. I can hear it. You caught me lying. Right? Stay for the break. Listen to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. Some more speed records in this day and age. You need coverage. Coverage? Oh, you mean them little root weevils that crawl around popping off cameras in your face? Those root weevils write history. Many of you know that quote by Jack Nicholson and a few good men. You can't handle the truth. Well, you can, and Event Horizons will give you those truths. So when you're mad as hell and not going to take it anymore from that memorable senior network, you'll know just what to do. We will draw you in and become your news addiction at Event Horizons. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time at freedomslips.com. Revolution Radio. Our world team members are Dennis Fetcho, John Elias, David Dunger, Holly Hess, Elodie, Melanie Richardson, Jim Mars, Paula Harris, John Trallo, Gloria Pyan, Christopher Husser, DODDS, Jonathan Orchard, and me, your anchor, Dr. Robin Falco. You decide not to volunteer, it will not be held against you in any way. Sounds dangerous. It is very dangerous. Count me in. That's right here. Revolution Radio. Freedomslips.com. Where information never sleeps. your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? 
family records, addresses, phone numbers, well, squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP-proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. A visiting Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth-dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge. Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Studio A for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitor's peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning! Warning! We gotta stop us! They're gonna kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they a government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings! Time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you can't even passively take part. To put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop, and you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. Right, you tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution Radio every Wednesday 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Studio B for Momentary Zen with host Zen Garcia at freedomslips.com, the people station.
The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Open Canvas. Don't forget to bring an open mind. Yes, folks, that's right. Bring an open mind to an open canvas. Again, that is Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. You oppose government corruption. This is Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. some crashing and glass breaking and all of a sudden I get knocked offline or the show just goes off. It's because I'm battling this fly, which is like 10,000 times smaller than me. So you have poltergeist activity and where you're at, man, I'm telling you, man, if I thought I was really a badass, I would be able to take these, uh, I've got, uh, where are those, uh, chopsticks? I would take those chopsticks. I would catch that fly out of midair and I would uh-huh. put it on this table here, and I would tear it to pieces. I would tear it uh-huh. limb to, from limb. That's how yeah, I, much I hate this fly right now. Wait, I, I know I should love the fly, but who was it? Uh, was it was it? Who was that big guy that came around? The Dalai Lama. There's several Dalai Lamas, so I say the Dalai Lama. He was one of the Dalai Lamas. There, he uh, he was being interviewed by Dan Rather, I think it was, and. A mosquito landed on his on his arm, and he's like, "Yeah, he needs a little blood too." And he let him. The third time a mosquito landed on his arm, he swatted it and killed it. Yeah, yeah. So while you were talking just then, I turned the mic off and I leaned back in my chair, and the fly landed on my hand. It just landed on my back, and it landed on the screen. Now it's on the lamppost next to me. It's playing a game. It's like, "Hi, I. You cannot stop me. I'm invincible." I'm the greatest fly in time and space. I want to make a movie about this fly. Oh, could you maybe call it the fly? <laughs> well, okay, Earl, this is a true story, man. I can't make this up. Earlier, the fly landed on the trim by the door near me. I swat the fly off the trim. I'm thinking it's dead. It lands on the ground next to the door. I see it crawl like crazy under the door to safety. Like, this thing is diabolical. It wants to live. It wants to harass me. I'm going to start. Like, you, ever, you know, it probably is doing some supernatural stuff, like getting on top of the, of the ceiling and then walking inverted. That's right when you, right when you said that, I looked. Man. When you were saying that, I looked up. It was on the ceiling above me, man. What do walking. you like? Are you in control of this fly? Yeah. How about this? Yeah. How about this? Send this fly into the nearest flame. Quick, light a flame. Light a candle. Please <laughs> kill this fly. The fly. This fly shouldn't be alive. 
That's one thing I don't see much of anymore is those horse flies. Like as a kid, they, those things were terrible. And, look, uh, you just look, don't see them anymore, huh? Look, if this fly would just if this fly would just back off, okay, just back off for the rest of the show, I will give it whatever it wants. I will give maybe it a can, utopia for flies. Maybe you can hit it with some Confucius. I just saw it go underneath. I d- oh. <laughs> oh my god! I just saw this fly go under the door, and then come out from under the door and fly right past my head. And then it did it again. The fly is a messenger, <laughs> an intergalactic messenger. Okay, okay, now it's up there looking at me. It's up there on, you know, it's up there on above the windowsill looking down at me like a predator. It's looking at me. I'm the prey. It's like I'm about to come down and get him. But see, he's waiting. He's waiting till I look away. Look, there's he wants another to take one. take you out. Oh, wait, that's not a fly. What is that? No, that's a fly. Okay, all right. Okay. I'm not going crazy. No, no. Okay, we did it, man. We are crashing this show. We gotta. You're crashing right, the show. I'm crashing the show. The flight's crashing the show. It's on the skids. Stillborn. I think it's. So you're gonna talk about Enki, which I think is pretty cool. Well, you know, last week, uh, my co-producer told me right. You know, told mentioned. Hey, you know, they found out that there's a link between uh, Quetzalcoatl and. Uh, the uh, Emerald Tablets, saying he might be the author. And, you know, everyone said Thoth was the author, and there's this mythology about Thoth being multiple people. He's Hermes Tr- Trismiscus, you know. He's he's more than one uh, person. He, you know, he's kind of like Enoch. Enoch is Metatron, for instance, you know. These are the yeah. same people, right? Um. So there's this article here from Nexus News Feed. It says Enki equals Osiris. Uh, so this guy parks. He finds numerous correspondences between Sumerian Enki-Ia and the Egyptian Osiris and Quetzalcoatl, as well supporting his memories that they are indeed one. Um, so we do not have space to convey here all the material. But uh, here are a few main points. The Sumerian word Enger generally designated the underground waters of the Abzu, mm-hmm. the subterranean world. It is often employed as a synonym of Abzu. So Enger is Abzu. Enger also corresponded to the Akkadian term, term Apsu. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, it was a saintly name associated with the goddess Namu and her son Enki. Mm-hmm. The, we can decompose the term as Enger, and translate that in two ways, the Lord or ancestor or the profoundness or, again, to the depths. So, Park finds an Egyptian form in the hieroglyphic Enkur, the glory of the prince. The cuneiform sign for Enger resembles the plan of the Osirian of Osiris of Abju. Enki, Lord of the Earth, uh, declines to Ea, master of the Temple of the Water, an Akkadian. Park shows a Mesopotamian uh, cylinder seal depicting Enki-Ia, solitary and vegetative, in his watery sanctuary, Enger-Abzu. Um, so there's an Egyptian image 
a symbolic representation of the Osirion of Abju or Abydos is another word another word for Abju. The hidden meanings of the Enger or of Enki, such as place where one restores the heart or place absorbed in repose, correspond perfectly with the diverse Egyptian temples, such as the Osirion, in which uh, were sheltered tombs in honor of Osiris. Um, to the right of Osiris, the Ankh is the symbol of life. Enger, the Enger sign is given by Parks is a rectangle containing a cross, symbol of Kuristi. Christ. Yep. Christ. Captured, captured by the Christian Church as the symbol of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So the sign, of course, will antedates Christianity and is found on numerous ancient monuments, especially those of Central America, where it's identified as the Cross of Quetzalcoatl, the being assimilated to the Morning Star and the Christ of the pre-Columbian culture. We will see that he appears to be a double of Horus. So what you're seeing here is actually pretty awesome. I think the circle well, cross. Yeah, yep, yeah. That's a sign of Enki, but you'll also see that in, in Catholic churches and in the stained glass windows of various religious institutions that are Christian, and it's also the Rosicrucian uh, symbol for their, you know, I'm in the club jewelry. So yeah, which Rosicrucianism uh, predates Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So the circled cross of Quetzalcoatl symbolizes the new fifth son of the Aztec culture created after the destruction of the preceding world by Quetzalcoatl and his shadow, uh, Zolotl. The planet Venus as the morning star was also considered as a new sun by the ancient Egyptians and was none other than Horus, the Egyptian Christ. Uh, the Enker symbol equally resembles a coffin or casket the semblance being confirmed by the fact that the sign can be pronounced Zikum, meaning sky in Sumerian. But Zikum can also be de- decomposed as Zikum, meaning wounded life, wounded spirit, or even wounded and carried away. Does not the spirit of mortality, wounded person, ascend to heaven? Is is that not what happened to the spirit of Osiris? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Didn't they uh, chop up Horus? Or Horus, and they uh-huh. threw him in the Nile River, and they, she put I, Isis, the goddess of crisis, put him back together. And there's they found everything, but I can't mention it. And uh, then there's depending on who reads the, uh, the hieroglyphs, they uh, she also made a, I can't mention it, but this thing out of gold, which was represented the parts of him, and then out came Horus. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same same story. It just gets twisted up in a like a Hollywood fashion. The um, the Ojibwe creation story is very similar to uh, Enki and Enlil with uh, Gitchi Manadu. Anytime you hear the, the, the like Manatu, Manitoba, it means spirit. Gitchi means great. And uh, he uh, he created everything. And his brother, he had this brother, which was like uh, he'd be like Enlil, and he named everything. And uh, Anyway, uh, he's like the trickster, and Enlil is where we get the word evil from, because Enlil liked how evil humans were. He just loved it. He thought it was funny. And uh, uh, Gitchimanadu's brother, uh, Nanabuju, was the same way. 
it's, it's pretty much the same story, just different. <sighs> yeah. So the whole time anyway. that the whole time we're I'm, talking, you're talking, I'm talking, I'm battling this fly. I'm literally, oh. I am, I am struggling to maintain and battle this fly silently. I got three letters for you. <laughs> Man, I wish I had a blowtorch right now, a flamethrower. Really? I would just, I would, I love to kill flies with flame for some reason. That's just. I grabbed uh, one in a microwave and turned it on for like a minute. Nothing happened. And uh, I was pretty young. I didn't want uh, some sort of science fiction movie to come to real life, so I turned the microwave <laughs> off. I don't know why, and it was like moving around like there was nothing happening to him. I don't know. Maybe the microwave wasn't working. The microwave had mercy. The fly was like, what do you, what do you, you know, people try this all the time. They try to, (laughs) and it never works. Will they ever learn? Have you not read? No, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah. Yeah. Like the flies and the cockroaches, they started mixing or something, their DNA, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do that all the time. It's an uh, inner species instead of interracial. Hey, well, you'll give you some of our immortality, and uh, you'll give us some of your uh, replication ability. And uh, you know. Yeah. I like flies. I, but no, I don't see any horse flies anymore in, the, in my life. It used to be just a problem as a kid that sneak up on you, and, and I don't know if they bite just to be vicious or they, they actually draw blood or mm-hmm. I don't remember but another thing not, and, huh? uh, I was going to I was going to say I'm not going to tell the story about my me being attacked by a, a giant fly like at the Great Lakes you know oh the Great Lakes I'm from that area well you know they have big flies up there apparently that can mm-hmm. see very far and they can see a human and they can go well this guy's an idiot I'm going to go attack him Mm-hmm. And I mean, like th- these flies are so big that when you you can literally, as the flies coming up to you, you can set up, take your best boxing posture, and give it a good old straight jab as this flies flying in at you angrily, coming to uh-huh. you to bite you. You could be like, "What? Hell no!" Nah. And you, <laughs> you could be like, "Whatcha?" You know, you could be like, "Akachaka!" Give it your best karate, full on. I mean, punch this fly right, and as you contact this fly, it's literally like, paching, and it's biting you. Like this fly doesn't care; it absorbs your full on, complete, all the force that you put behind that fist into this fly. That fly is not gonna care. It's gonna deflect it, and it's gonna bite you, like it's in a like- judo move. It's like straight up, like all one move. Like the fly's like, uh-uh. People try this with me all the time. I'm going to get me some. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? It's like, I don't you have an actual horse to bite? You have to yeah. come all the way down. I mean, I, I, I can see this fly for miles. It's not like the fly is as big as a crow. But the fly is, is, is big enough that in my eyesight's good enough, I can see this fly for miles. It seems like miles coming at me. And your me. ESPN is kicking in? Saying, hey, I'm just sitting there here. staring at it going, this can't be happening. I, this is not, what is this? I'm looking at it. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. 
it's a it's a massive fly and i and i literally have time to go hey you guys this thing is flying at me and but as soon as i say that it's like ow 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 you know what i mean and i'm boxing this thing i'm swatting at it i t- i took my shirt off i'm whipping it man oh man this actually happened this this happened i mean where in the great lakes were you at were you up on the big lake they call getchagumi I can't remember which one it was, man. It was in They're pretty big. I got to go to every one of them, but I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the third one from the right. <laughs> Farther below is Lake Ontario. Yeah. It might have been Islands that. Of Bay for sportsman. It could be. Yeah. Kid Rock is from the Great Lakes. I think he's from St. Clair Shores, Michigan, actually not really sure there's a huge salt mine under that town man uh, i'm telling you dude you could probably take a shotgun and try to shoot these flies and you'd be lucky if it did anything to them (laughs) what about just getting a butterfly net and capturing them putting them in a jar and give them a little time out look i'm trying to kill these flies not piss them off all right You know what? I'm going to stop trying to kill the fly, and I'm going to pray. Yeah, I'm going to pray for the fly. Everybody pray for these flies. Lord, please. Dear Enki, thou art in heaven. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, please uh, show this fly guidance to the door to a better (laughs) life. Away from me. I know that if I was a fly, yeah, sure, I probably would totally dig it doing what he's doing. But come on, man. Life is a garden. <laughs> if I was a fly and I'm like, I only have so many days to live. I have only so many hours to live. Let's go mess with a human. Mm-hmm. Let's eat all yeah, their food, the crap in it, yeah, lay some eggs. Yeah. Find something rotten or dead, lay some eggs. You know, it's like everybody wants a monkey. You know, they want a little, oh, look at the cute little monkey. So they get the little monkey when it's young, and they're like, yeah. Then when that monkey gets of age, all of a sudden, it doesn't care about you no more. It doesn't care about your rules. It's going to start being mean. It's going to start humping. It's going to start tearing things apart. And it's not cool, but it's like, yeah, it's like this fly is getting towards the end of its life, and it said, you know what? I don't care. I have a bucket list of my own. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out taking out one of these humans. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like it's death good. wish. It's like, it's like, I'm a fly. What's the greatest challenge I could possibly prove to God that I deserve to be something better than a fly in my next life? I'm going to kill a human, right? Uh-huh. This fly is trying to fly straight into my brain and take me out. I wonder how many people have died at the hands of a fly just trying to kill it. And they do a judo move on it. They slip and fall. Pane of glass comes and decapitates them. Yep. Something. See, I'm I'm containing myself because I know I'm going to hurt myself if I go jumping through a wall trying to kill a fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, it's kind of like to the best fly or man, you know, may the best fly or man win in this battle. This is like the street fight of all street fights. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be Miss- cool just to like throw like ni- liquid nitrogen on the fly, do something like that? I mean, it'd probably be like the Terminator T two thousand, like 
it'd break into pieces, but they would just melt and it would reassemble. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. That could happen. Oh, man. Uh, you know what would be terrible is if I was making this all up about the fly. Yeah. That would be really horrible, but I can't be making this up, ladies and gentlemen. This fly, as soon as I start to, my attention starts to be away from my personal space, it gets in my personal space and I can't speak. And you know, the other day I was outside working. This was Friday. I'm walking around. Bugs were flying straight into my mouth. So I couldn't open my mouth because they would fly into my mouth and I'd be eating them. Mm-hmm. I was literally eating bugs right out of the air all morning. And I'm like, hey, you guys, are you seeing this? They're like, what? There's fl- You do not see the bugs just flying straight into my mouth right now? <laughs> like, oh <my> <laughs> this is messed they, up. I think that's why the Australians talk when not, not moving their teeth. They just uh, grit their teeth while they talk because it keeps the flies out of their mouth. Oh my gosh, they're like, you know, I would rather die in your mouth. Oh. What what a place to just finally just give up a human's mouth. And they're going at it with the idea that they might have cholera or some sort of pathogen. On, whoa, on whoa. Their, yeah, yeah. I know some of them were mosquitoes that I ate. I'm pretty sure about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Zika virus? Oh, heck yeah. They're, they're Hopefully the West Nile. You mean my stomach acids won't kill it? No. 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 Well, not in their mind, anyway. I don't know what the the reality is, but malaria kills more people than than, uh, Monsanto every year, hands down, but nobody bans them. Malaria. (sighs) uh, Yeah, malaria kills more people than guns. Yeah, speaking of which... Oh. Well, our show was supposed to be about manpower. I'm actually wasting a lot of manpower on fighting this fly. I had an article here about the Devil's Tower. I know we've we've talked in the yeah. past on the show about how there's certain rock formations that look like uh, trees. Mm-hmm. Um, Devil's Tower may have been one of these giant trees. I've been um, here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where is the Devil's Tower again? It's in Wyoming, by South Dakota. Just I off think I may, I may have driven past there when I was young. I think my dad may have driven me past there. Yeah, the uh, another fun time of arguing with the park service because I don't like paying that stupid fee. I think they wanted like fifteen bucks to go look at this rock, and I'm like, I don't pay that. You know, I whipped down my Native American Express card and argued with them, and they finally gave in. I cited the. Uh, President Nixon and all the time. Well, who said that? Uh, President Nixon, executive order. Then I'd make up a number like 18 429. And they like, look at me and they let me pass. Yeah, Devil's Tower. Nobody really knows what happened there. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, the tribes of Kiowa and the Sioux Lakota have like, uh, you know, you know, stories about the Devil's Tower. Um, you know, like the constellation of Pleiades uh, were girls that were climbing the, the tree to, you know, the tree that was there, the rock, uh, to get away from these bears that were chasing them. 
and they went into heaven wow. and became the constellation of Pleiades. Oh, that's right. They they made little bear babies. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it's a different story okay. that you just made up or something. No, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and there's also the suit. Uh, they talk about something that happened to the Sioux boys that wandered off far away from their village when another mighty bear with claws, uh, they uh, the size of tippy poles, uh, tippy poles started chasing them, wanting to eat them for breakfast. And as the bear approached the ba- uh, boys, as he was just about to grab them, they prayed to Wakantanka, the sacred or the divine great spirit, to save them from the bear. They climbed a rock, and while the bear was desperately trying to climb on the rock as well as grab the two boys, the bear didn't manage to climb the rock and left huge marks on the side. So that's why they say that the uh, the, dare, the Devil's Tower has those marks on it. That's a pretty big bear. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's an interesting town called Hewlett, Wyoming, which is not too far from there. And uh, during bike week every, uh, every year, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's on Wednesdays. Everybody heads out to Hewlett and drinks overpriced beer that everybody sell it on their lawn. And they, uh, they're none of the bathrooms work in that town. It's all, all of them are out of order. And they, uh, used to be a big wild party with people flaunting their various body parts here and there, but, uh, they clamped down on that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. I, I recommend the Devil's Tower if you uh, wanted to become a tourist and see some of the great, great places in our country. Don't go to Yellowstone though, because it's actually a volcano and it might blow up with the uh, conjunction of Mars and Uranus, or is it Jupiter? Jupiter. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So, you know, the purpose of tonight's show is to talk about, you know, you know, things like the pyramids we we could have built and we may not have been slaves that did it, you know, because sure. it's hard to imagine, you know, slaves can't really do the type of that kind of work. I mean, yeah, and we can't really prove that anyways, because slavery is not cool. So we can't like, you know take 40,000 slaves today and build a pyramid, can we? No, we can't. It's ridiculous. So the slaves didn't build the pyramids. You know, uh, some masons did. But these people, okay, bear with me now. Bear with me now. They're behind that too. Somebody knew what they were doing when they built the pyramids, but they built them long, you know, farther ago than we think. Like, I'm not talking... 12,000 years ago. I'm not even, it may not even have been 24,000 years ago. They were built before that. Right? Doesn't it look like they were built before that? Yeah, they look kind of old. Like really old. <laughs> like antiquity old. <laughs> like, like really stinking old. Older than recorded history old. Yeah. It makes sense to me. And, yeah. uh,. But, I mean, it, it also how it could be done is pretty simple. Just, you know, breaking rock down into powder, carrying it in sacks, and make yourself a little elixir, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, make some acid. Citric acid? Yeah, and... and Limestone? And, uh, yeah, make yourself, cast yourself some stones. Make perfect stones. 
make them be in in uh, whatever shape you need them to be to be earthquake safe. But uh, isn't it interesting that they say that in recent times, uh, the I mean, as in recent, like I don't know how far back, like a thousand within the last thousand years, or or a little bit over the last thousand years, supposedly, or more or, or longer than that, but um, that the the outer sh- casing of the pyramid, which was reflective in what was that material? Was it calcite? Maybe. Um, it basically was on there, you know, for a while before there was a, supposedly an earthquake that caused it to break apart. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't know where this information comes from, but supposedly all that's when they decided to take all of the casing off the pyramid. So you see what I'm saying? So you have this story of an earthquake in Egypt, in the area of the pyramid that would cause the pyramids casing to break apart enough to where it would then be like, everyone would be like, okay, forget it. Let's just take it all. Yeah. You know, We'll put it up on eBay. <laughs> if you want to have some fun, anybody, uh, just put some moon rocks up on eBay and see how long it takes for them to knock on your door. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, moon rocks. <laughs> but we okay, want to we see expl- your moon rocks. Yeah, you explained how they, they basically went. I think you reverse engineered the recipe for Portland cement. I'm not trying to steal your thunder. But what about that rock wall in Machu Picchu, Peru? Okay. That's perfectly looked like somebody hit that thing with a laser beam or whatever they use. I put this rock wall from, uh, well, I don't know what it is, some sort of mineral, some sort of rock, and laid it down with perfection. That everybody's like, yeah, we can't really do that nowadays. Well, yeah, that looks like it was cast, too. You think that was cast? Well, I think there's evidence. The The only way that I can that I could be right about that is you have to look at each one of the bricks themselves. Because each mm-hmm. brick itself, however irregular the shape of the brick, doesn't matter because it's the method that they're using to encase the wall. Like, they could do it one brick at a time. But they're building like a case over it. And so you could see how you would know that they're pouring the bricks as you look at the bottom of the brick where the brick is its kind of like a a, a beveled edge. Because, you know, how they're saying, oh, it's impossible to fit a razor blade between them. You can't fit a piece of paper between them. That's because they filled them into place. And uh, Oh, so it was a tourist trap from its inception. But, well, let's just look at it this way. What, what does it? Okay, we could talk about bricks, but in some of these cases, like I think even with the pyramids, the material used between the bricks is stronger than the bricks themselves. If you if you do if you look into the research, uh, in some of these cases where they have the mortar between the bricks, the mortar is stronger than the bricks. So who you know we could talk trash all day about monkeys and cave people and you know i'm a caveman i'm a caveman lawyer 
and there's many strange things in this world, but I know my one thing I know for certain is that uh, my client is innocent of <laughs> these charges. <laughs> you know, like we could pretend like, oh, we're dumb cavemen, but obviously somebody knew what they were doing thousands and thousands of years ago on how to build these structures. And when we look at these structures now, the reason why they look so crappy is because so much time has passed, right? Sure. Is it possible that that much time has passed to cause a weathering of these structures? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I see some buildings and stuff, like, in, in, in my travels that were built in, like, 1912. And I don't know if they got in there and tuck-pointed them or not, but brick buildings that have been laid down that are well over 100 years old, and they they look good. They look really good, and I don't I don't think we have the craftsmanship and the workmanship anymore. That's been on a downhill slide since the pyramids and the brick wall in Machu Picchu. So it's hopeless. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna be back to mud hut technology here. That's what we're gonna. We're getting stupider slide. and stupider. Yeah, mud hut. Yep. Well, you know, oh oh, you're dogging mud hut technology now. Oh great. <laughs> Great. Here yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to make me a mud house, and I'm so I'm thinking I'm superior than a caveman, and you're telling me my mud hut house is going to suck. Mm-hmm. That's racist, man. Well, that's just the way the world is. The the world is racist, we, man. We always have to find superiority amongst other people, and that we're way better than everybody else because of this. And then it, and when we run out of things, we just make stuff up. So yeah. just a couple minutes ago, um, we caught one of the flies, and I proceeded to stomp that fly to death. And I'm looking at the fly, making sure it does not wake back up. After I've stomped on it like four or five times, I'm looking at it. I just want to make sure it's dead. And I'm just going to say a little prayer. You should drown that fly in hydrofluorous Say a little acid. prayer for this fly, yeah. man, because this, it was a good. I mean, that was a good fight. I mean, you had me going for a while. But you lost fair and square. He went out in a blaze of glory, you know. He, he, that fly basically it was a team was... effort, though. It was a team oh. effort. Yeah, I've got uh, Michelle James is here swinging this large, this like poster. Uh, she's swinging this rolled up poster. Uh, what is it? Scott Bale poster. Oh, it's wrapping paper for like presents. She's like swinging Ooh. a tube of it, smacking this fly out of the air the whole time, and the fly keeps getting back up. Like oh, I'm gonna keep coming. I don't care. And she's like smack, it, like falls again. I'm watching it, and it like gets back up, and it starts flying towards me again. Like I'm coming. Ah! And she just, I mean, she hit it like six or seven times out of the air. It lands on the ground. It's coming at me again. Finally got within, uh, you know range of my feet and I just proceeded to stomp it. I'm just like, Ooh. you know what? Uh, I'm going to make sure I get the final blow on this fly. <laughs> yep, it's still dead, ladies and gentlemen. The fly is still dead. Yeah, wait three days. Nothing will be up and at him. Let this fly represent tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> the tyranny of man. The tyranny of man. Let that fly represent the tyranny of man. You know, speaking of the tyranny of man, nobody sends me emails. It's like I can threaten your life. Mm -hmm. 
and you won't no one will send me email it's ancienthumans at rocketship.com you gotta you gotta send me your ideas people for the show people who want to be on the show help me with the show because we have a lot of fun you know we don't get paid to do it it's all donations you got to go to revolution.radio and donate help us keep the show on the air um, I didn't say it's the best show on Studio A in this time slot. By far. So I have to say, another fly has revealed itself in the studio. Uh, so obviously these flies are communists, and they are one by one entering the compound, avenging their, their fallen brothers. Um, there it is. Right as soon as I said avenging their brothers, one came right at my face. And I tried to so give it a good old them, left jab. You call them communists because they have a collective mind. I Yeah, I call them communists because they think they can come into this house and all live here. They think they can get everything for free. Yeah. You know, like the food here is for everybody, including the flies, the maggots, uh-huh. uh, the rodents, and everything outside. Like, it, it doesn't belong. You know, they didn't... I mean, these flies didn't get a job. They didn't work hard for nothing. They just come in here. I mean, come on, man. Oh, they're like the immigrants to Europe. <laughs> yeah. They're they're damn bottom feeders, man. And you know what? Yeah. Another thing? You know what? You just brought up something. These flies don't have social security numbers. No. No, they're Wait. not even registered. They, should they? Be, I mean, come on. They don't have... This is not right. You know, it isn't yeah. like... I mean, isn't eating my, you know, isn't eating the food coming into the house and getting like, you know, if if the light from my light bulb touches them, isn't that like a uh, 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 theft of service? Photons are stealing your photons. Yeah, There's, yeah, that's theft of service. That's. Uh, you know, like you know, any can you speak fly language or, or write it? Maybe you should uh, put a post up uh, outside of the place. You know, entering Gavin's world. Uh, is, you know what? Uh, I think equal, equal all to entering a world of pain. All flies, flies should know the universal sound of a bug zapper. Oh yeah, that should be they like should the know what tracking of a twelve gauge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody, AR fifteen fans, uh, I heard some scuttlebutt out there that Remington firearms, the people that manufacture most of the AR fifteen and LR three hundred eight platform rifles, has having some financial trouble due to uh, excess of inventory. And they will be uh, selling off massive quantities of these rifles at dirt cheap prices. Ooh, awesome. Thank you for that news, yeah, man. Yeah, so don't buy an AR quite just yet because they thought that uh, the Hillary would get in there and there'd be all kinds of people just scooping them things up like when they did when Obama uh, became elected and uh, the sales have just completely tanked. And... Uh, I saw it get down to I saw them get down to like three hundred and ninety nine dollars for a particular model. I think made in Florida. Anderson is a model down there in Florida, and I just don't know much about them. But uh, I found one appropriately priced, made right there in Alabama, in Huntsville, which was a DPMS. Uh, you know, uh, Remington, Bushmaster. It's all the same, 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 same company. Used to be owned by Cerberus, but yeah. Look for the big, huge, deep-dish discounts on the uh, air platform rifles. Yes. Yes. I know. More guns. Yeah. Yes. Yes. America. Give me your guns. 
Say what you like and shoot stuff. <laughs> America, you don't know who's packing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love so, it. Yeah, it that, not only that, up? but there should, there should be some, uh, I mean, they, they manufacture uh, uh, handguns as well. So there'd be probably some deep discounts on Remington's products. So that's what I've heard. I don't know. Maybe true, maybe not. Sometimes if, people make stuff up just to get somebody in a good mood. Well, hey, you know, that's okay. Right? Yeah. Isn't that all right? Is that all right, people? Yeah. Yeah, that's why we look at the news. Yeah. Defend yeah. your right to talk smack with bullets. <laughs> Second Amendment. Hell yeah. Brought okay, to you so. By, who was that guy that, uh, yeah, Virginia was, uh, gonna, gonna maybe join the, the, uh, the compact there and maybe not, but, uh, that one guy, they, they had to put in the Second Amendment to uh, for in order for G- Virginia to join. And I'm not going to tell you every anybody why, particularly that they had to have that because it just ensues a massive amount of hatred. But yeah, uh, Scott Patrick Scott, I think the guy's name was, was that uh, advocated for it heavily. Is yeah. that Bill? Did Bill just call in? Billy G. Bill just did call. Hey, this is the fly guy. I heard you <laughs> called. Help me. Was that help me. fly fly sexy enough? I know I'm calling so damn late again, but uh, I had so many things I commented, but you did not get my messages. Uh, I, I, you know what? <clears throat> I don't get messages half the time when I'm on air. I get like they don't pop up, and the noise doesn't get made either. So. You know, maybe that's happening a lot more. Well, I noticed but, that tonight you know, the, the phone call situation has been working just fine. Like, I've been able to add you guys to conversation. That was that worked just fine. But I think so, yeah, no, yeah I didn't get quick. any messages from you at all. Oh, okay. I, I got mine after my show last night. Then they started popping up. I'm like, come on, man. You give me the messages when they send me the messages messages you know like when i say something on air that's relevant to what they're trying to tell me so i can put it back on air and respond but no no i had to wait like two hours <clears throat> but anyway a whole bunch of things on the list if you look real close to those little ufos those unidentified flying uh flies objects fly flying uh things they're not probably flies they're probably wise Look close. But, you know, you talked about the giant fly attack, and I've told my giant fly story attack, too. And I know what you mean. They're like, I'm sure I'm exaggerating at this point right now, but the way I remembered, it was like somewhere between two to four inches wide fly. It was probably only no less than an inch to two inches in reality from, you know, not including the wings. I mean... I'm talking just the body, you know, like, and it was all black, and this was right next to us, so what we, me and my friends called them like the phantasm fly from the movie Phantasm, and uh, I always have this joke about time flies, time flies when you're having fun, and when you're a time lord and they get sucked into the time portal there, now time flies, you know, traveling through time, so in the movie The Fly, 
it wasn't just teleported from pod to pod. It was teleported through time. Time flies. But you know, we, we were getting it. We were getting attacked. My friend's pool was see my friend. My friend's family owned a morgue, and they they had the morgue, and then they they had the storage house for the dead bodies, and uh, that was directly across this little streamy swamp inlet from the ocean thing. Uh, we're across from his pool in his house. So we'd go there and they'd have these giant flies buzzing around us, man. They do exactly what you're telling, exactly what you were saying. You could swat them. You could, you don't need, like, you could hit them in the air with your fist. If you, you, it's, you don't even need like boxing gloves. You, you would, you wouldn't miss. They're like big black. They make a big angry noise. Like, I'm coming for you. They don't let, they don't give up, man. They were attacking my friend, blood drawn in an instant, massive streams of blood. We couldn't kill the thing. We were jumping up and down, smashing it, hitting it, pounding it on my friend's leg until uh, I, I cut the head off with a sharp shale rock at the edge of my friend's driveway. So I know what you're saying, but uh, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, the, um, <clears throat> the, the, the material they used to seal between many stones was supposed to be made out of a uh, gator fat, the fat and blubber part of the awesome. mixture was like, a, awesome. Yeah. Bill, the yes. whole time you, the whole time you were giving, tell, talking about that attack, I'm sitting here. I had the mic off, but I've got like my three subject notebook and I'm smacking the fly up in the corner of the wall right next to where I'm broadcasting. I mean, I've got it up against the wall. I'm smashing it up against the wall between – I mean, I'm like violently doing this. And I'm listening to you the whole time talk about – and it's inspiring me to like, you know, defeat this fly. <laughs> but I think it might still I, be alive, I don't – I try – well, I actually don't – I try not to kill flies anymore unless they're Horus flies. And uh, Oflyrus, uh, Oflyrus is back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about his brother, man? His brother, he he just uh, he what do you call it? He, he he just got all rude on him and stuff, and gonna impregnate him, and just not good. Is they had a dysfunctional family? Wow. Uh, we have, on a dysfunctional continent, on a dysfunctional planet, in a dysfunctional solar system etc <clears throat> yeah wait what other comments did they make hold on where is that uh let me see what i may have forgotten uh okay oh you you were praying right so but i said pray now pray it away like p-r-e-y right i hate those horse flies oh yeah the movie the you got the fly from the fly and then I already said Phantasm, because in the first movie, Phantasm, they're attacked by that monster fly, and they had to kill it by uh, shoving it down the um, the uh, garbage compactor in the sink. That was awesome. And, and, uh, I love that series. I love Phantasm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's telling us a lot more than you realize. It's even It's even the future of, like, the flying, floating balls... Those are real, and literally they want those in people's heads, seriously. And they were giving you the frequency clues when they showed you the vibrating, uh, the two prongs sticking up in the floor, the portal. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, was, yeah, uh, the tuning, it's like tuning forks, but they're dimensional tuning forks. Like, they tune you to different dimensions, right, of reality. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. You know, Some of it might not secrets. be reality. Like, for example, when – I don't want to give it away, but in one of the films, when they step through the, the tuning forks, they're actually seeing in back in, backwards into time at an event that they can't change. But they try to change, but they can't. Like, it's almost like they think they're projected. Like, they think they're projections, right? And, but the tall man senses them there. So they're more than just projections, you know, they're more than just, you know, witnessing the past. They're part of it. And they, and no matter what they do, they can't mm. change. They can't stop them. Um, exactly. But, but it's yeah, not they use timelines. They, it's, yeah, it's like beyond that. It's like, uh, um, living in the now, you know, but going sideways. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's no, it's real time travel. Yeah. No, it's real time travel. In other words, everyone talks about alternate alternate paths and alternate timelines. That's not time travel. That's just an alternate universe. It's right here, right now. It's just another frequency. That's not time travel. People always confuse time travel with alternate universes and yeah, timelines. Yeah. They're not timelines. They're not. That's not a timeline. You know, there there is a future and there is a past, and it did happen and it will happen, and you can't change it. You 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 know you you make it. You're going to make it happen by every decision you ever already made and and will make. But it is going to happen. It's there. It's there now. You know, so. So awesome. It's basically you're saying it's linear. Yeah, time travel is literally linear, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean you can't go to an alternate universe where things are better, just like Earth. But people keep assuming alternate universes are automatically going to be another Earth. Most likely, it's not. It's just. You're in the same space as we're in right now, exactly the same area of space and time, except you're operating at a different frequency and planets and the galaxies would be simply arranged differently. So you'll either end up in another planet or in the middle of deep space, only everything will be different. Nothing like Earth, nothing like here at all, just another another place. It'll seem like another place, but it will. I want to go to the the earth where the dolphins are running the show and calling the shots, they probably could do a better job than us humans. How do we know they're not running the shots now? I don't know. (laughs) And they're messing everything up? Well, (laughs) that's a topic for another show, you guys, because we got two minutes left before the music. All right, I'm going to jump. uh, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, thank you for calling, you guys, and uh, Get, you know, say what you guys got to say the last two minutes. Like, you know, soak it up, man. I just want to say I was really glad Matt called because, I mean, Matt says funny things. I, I like <laughs> it's kind of dry humor sometimes, but it's like it, it's it's like pretty quippy. So uh, good job and uh, good show. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, and uh, the Gulf Breeze UFO, the main famous one, was a fake. It definitely was a hoax. But thank you. Yay. All right, have a good night, guys. Yeah, good night, Bill. And yeah, Matthew, this is the Matthew Avery show. No, <laughs> we've Toxic we've, Avenger. <laughs> Toxic Avenger. Yeah. No, thanks for calling, man. Because uh, uh, you called I don't me. Know. 
Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you butt dial yeah. me again? You see what yeah. happens when you butt dial me? You end up on the show. I uh, I was actually ordering a subway sub when you called. And mm-hmm. Didn't want to mm-hmm. tell the gal that I'm reaching out to millions, millions. Yeah, your subway is going to be on the air. By the way, subway doesn't pay us to say subway. We're actually talking yeah. about the subway, not a chain yeah. store. Yeah, <laughs> one that smells like your. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Moscow's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. You're listening Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener supported radio. Reporting to danger. Unafraid. Right here where information never sleeps. Revolution. Revolution. Radio. Radio. Look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country is founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined 
at the banks. Open your eyes at the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Alice Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 